Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Confessions of a New Grad. This podcast is an ongoing story, so I'd recommend listening to the previous episodes before starting this one. Chapter 11 The Secret At a quarter past seven that night, I was sitting in the front seat of Gemma's car, freaking out. Bree had come for moral support, and she had brought her boyfriend, James, along with her. James was one of those rare guys who was simultaneously the sweetest person on earth, but also attractive as hell. He and Bree were now seated in the back seat of Gemma's car, which was parked on the street, a few houses down from Tyler's. What should we do? Gemma asked. I had called Tyler a few times and gotten no response. Should we just go in? Bree asked in a half whisper. Oh, I don't think so, James said dubiously. Well, what are we going to do then? Bree asked. Brooklyn needs her stuff, and Gemma only has the car today. We could always come back another time with my car, James suggested. But Tyler's ignoring her. Who knows how long this will last? James shook his head. This is really dumb. I'm sorry, guys, I said, my cheeks burning with humiliation. We can just go. It's not your fault, James said, bracingly. Yeah, Tyler's being such a douche, Bree seconded. Why don't you try to call him James? Me? Yeah, you're friends, right? I asked. James frowned. We were only friends because we were dating you and Bree, but I guess I could try. He pulled out his phone and pressed Tyler's contact. Put it on speaker, Gemma hissed. James did so, and after two rings, Tyler picked up. Hey man, how's it going? James nearly dropped his phone in surprise. Uh, hey, he stuttered, looking quizzically at Bree for instructions on what to do next. Pretty good, man. I'm actually just outside your house at the moment. Oh, nice, Tyler said, still not catching on. Why? Uh, well, I'm with Bree, Gemma, and Brooklyn, actually. They said they told you they were planning on stopping by to grab Brooklyn's clothes tonight. Oh, Tyler said. I worried for a second that Tyler was going to hang up, but then he said, Yeah, uh, weird. I thought I responded to Brooklyn. Uh, you guys can come in the back. Great, thanks, man, James said, hanging up. Thanks, babe, Bree said, giving him a peck on the cheek. James looked like he was thoroughly regretting meeting up with us. We locked the car and walked up the road. The house was dark as we walked around to the back of it. Only one light was shining from the downstairs TV room. 
James looked at us girls, realized that none of us were going to do it, and knocked briskly on the back door. After a long while, we heard someone walking down the hall, and Tyler opened the door. He looked terrible, as though he had not left the darkness of his basement since I had last seen him. His eyes were shrouded in deep, dark circles, and his skin was even more sallow than usual. He was wearing jeans and a t-shirt, although the sweatpants lying in a heap on his basement floor suggested that he had only just changed into them. His hair looked like it hadn't been washed in days. He had evidently just attempted to style it, and the effect was greasy. In spite of his bleak appearance, he greeted Bree, Gemma, and James warmly. They looked taken aback, but smiled as he hugged them, Gemma and Bree doing so rather synthetically. They passed over the threshold cautiously. I hurried in behind them before Tyler could shut the door. I put most of your stuff in bags, Tyler said, not looking at me. You can have a quick look around to make sure I didn't miss anything. Okay, I said, not looking at him either. Bree, Gemma, and I stepped over three large bags full of my clothing and entered Tyler's room. James stayed in the hall, and we heard him making half-hearted attempts at small talk with Tyler. We should meet up at the gym sometime, Tyler was saying, eagerly. Yeah, James said, an undercurrent of his tone making it plain that this was never going to happen. I scoured the room as quickly as I could, grabbing a few of the things that Tyler had missed. Is there anything of yours upstairs? Gemma asked. I don't think so, I said. Want to check real quick before we go? I shook my head. Whatever may or may not be up there wasn't worth risking a run-in with Tyler's parents. Bree and Gemma nodded as though they understood this. All right, Gemma said, grabbing the bag we had filled in Tyler's bedroom and heading back into the hall. Let's go. Bree and I followed her, picking up two of the bags in the hall as we went. All done? James asked, looking immensely relieved to be leaving and scooping up the last bag. Yep, Gemma said, she and Bree walking swiftly past both him and Tyler and out of the back door. Well, bye then, James said, grabbing the last bag and practically running out of the door behind Bree. You're leaving already? Tyler asked, as I made to follow them. Yeah, I said, trying to get past him. Wait, uh, Brooklyn, could you stay and talk for a bit? He was finally looking at me. James, Gemma, and Bree stopped short just outside the door, looking back at us over the tops of the enormous sacks they were each carrying. About what? I asked. Tyler jerked his head toward the other three. I'll tell you when they aren't here. No offense, he added to them. None taken. James said. Maybe another time, Ty, I muttered. What other time are we going to have? He asked, looking so dejected that I suddenly felt sorry for him. Brooklyn, what do you want to do? Gemma asked, reflexively catching the bag she was holding as it slipped out of her hands. I think I should go, I said to Tyler. Gemma's my ride. It won't take that long, Tyler said, bracingly. I struggled, unsure. 
Can we decide this after we put these bags in the car? Bree asked. I can't hold on to this for much longer. Tyler looked unhappy, but allowed the four of us to make our way gingerly past him and toward the car. What should I do? I muttered to Gemma and Bree as we began shoving the bags into the trunk. Well, Gemma said, I don't think it's a good idea to stay, but I also understand if you want to know what he wants to talk to you about. Bree made a noise of frustration as she attempted, unsuccessfully, to close the trunk. Gemma and I looked at her. What is there to say at this point? Bree asked. I shrugged. No idea. Bree pursed her lips. So, you don't think I should talk to him? It's your choice, she said, with an unconvincing attempt at impartiality. I know that, I whispered, uncomfortably aware of Tyler watching us from the doorway to the basement. But I haven't been making the best choices lately, so I'm open to suggestions. Bree sighed. It's up to you, Brooklyn, but if it were me, I wouldn't do it. Why not? Because what good can come from it? Either A, he wants to continue fighting with you, which you don't want to do, or B, he wants to get back together, which I definitely don't want to do. She gave me a skeptical look, but said, Yeah, so why talk to him? I mean, I know you want to believe there's some kind of magical third option where he's going to give you an incredible secret that you're dying to hear, but... I don't buy it. Probably true, Gemma conceded. I know you and I like the drama, Brooklyn, but maybe in this case, it would be wise to listen to Bree. If he really wants to talk to you, tell him to call you, Bree suggested. That way, if you feel weird or uncomfortable, you can just hang up. That's a nice middle ground, Gemma agreed. Okay, I said. How do I get out of it now, though? Oh, I'll pretend I forgot that we're having dinner with my parents tonight, Gemma invented. I'll just act a bit frantic so he thinks we're already late. You just get in the front seat now. I gave her a grateful smile, and she rushed back toward the house, apologizing profusely to a very confused and frustrated-looking Tyler. What did he say? Bree asked as Gemma hopped back into the front seat. Not a lot, Gemma admitted. I tried not to let him get too many words in edgewise. Bree smirked, James crouched as far down in his seat as he could, and Gemma hit the gas. Ignoring curiosity wasn't something that came naturally to me, but as it turned out, I would find out what it was that Tyler so desperately wanted to talk to me about pretty soon anyway. Have you heard anything back from the job yet? Gemma asked the next day as she and I stood at her kitchen table making breakfast. I shook my head. I don't think I'm going to get it. 
Why? They basically told you you had it yesterday. I shrugged. Maybe I misread the situation. It just doesn't seem likely that someone like me, with no experience, could get a full-time job this easily. But you said they needed a replacement ASAP for that teacher who had to leave. Maybe this is your way in. Maybe, I sighed, but I doubted it. What will you do if you don't get it? Probably go to my mom's for a bit and then buy a one-way ticket to Thailand. But she'll be so far away, Gemma pouted. I know. I guess at least you can work on that book you were going to write before Tyler convinced you to move into his basement. Yeah, I said, absently. I just don't know if I'm in the right headspace to write it right now, though. The thought of having nothing but time to write a book had seemed magical when I'd been in teaching school, but now it was daunting. Would I actually get any writing done in Thailand? Or would the absence of all distractions simply enable the quarter-life crisis I could feel frothing inside of me? I know what you mean, Gemma said. I haven't been creating any art recently. I just can't really stand to be alone with my own thoughts right now. It's too overwhelming, I asked. And depressing. I feel so lost. She nodded, biting her lip. There was a long silence as we both bit into what was left of our breakfast, staring out across the sea below Gemma's house. Mr. Darcy came bounding downstairs at that moment and tried to jump on Gemma's lap, in spite of the fact that she was seated on a spindly stool. Stop, Darcy, get down, she laughed as the stool toppled over and her plate went flying. I caught it before it hit the floor, but what was left of her avocado toast smacked the ground and was slurped up by Mr. Darcy before Gemma could stop him. I think he needs a walk she said, so we donned two rainproof jackets and wandered through the soggy woods. The fresh air and Mr. Darcy's energy soon cheered us up, and Gemma was asking me for more details about my date with Apollo. What's it like kissing him? I blushed. It's good. Oh, don't be so vague. Does he hold your face in his hands and push your hair back gently? and tell you how beautiful you are. And does this all occur outside in the rain while your legs are wrapped around him? Dude, my life isn't a Nicholas Sparks novel. Why not? Apollo looks like he walked right off the page of one of those. I looked at her, wondering if I should tell her what I was thinking. It was odd because I usually told her everything, but what I wanted to say was so cheesy that I was tempted to keep it to myself. Okay, I'll tell you something, but you have to promise that you won't tell anyone else, not even Brie or Lana. Of course, she said eagerly. When we were kissing in his car, it reminded me of something. What? Well, he kept telling me how beautiful I was and pushing back my hair and doing all those cheesy things 
you said you thought he'd do. But they didn't feel cheesy. They felt... I trailed off, trying to put what I meant into the right words. There was a moment where I started thinking about Tyler for some reason. Ew! Gemma interjected. I know. I didn't mean to. It was more like he came to mind because what was happening with Apollo was so different than the way things were with Tyler. And Apollo knew within seconds that something was off with me, and he stopped and asked if I was okay. That's nice, Gemma said, frowning. I could tell she didn't understand where I was going with this. I just felt like Apollo was kissing me, I said, looking out across the bay. Not just my body. It sounds so stupid, but I felt more loved in that car with him than I think I ever felt with Tyler. I looked at Gemma, expecting to see a confused expression on her face, but instead, she was nodding sadly. I totally understand. And I'm sorry that you never felt that way with Tyler. Like, don't get me wrong. There is nothing wrong with just banging things out once in a while, but you need to feel loved. I'd never really felt that way with anyone until she broke off, looking horrified. Until Austin? I asked. God, no! She snapped, continuing up the trail so quickly that I had to jog to catch up to her. Jem, you can tell me, I pleaded. There's nothing to tell. Come on! I know you well enough to know that that's not true. Well, you obviously don't know me at all. If you think that a stupid frat bro like Austin could ever make me feel that way, she said, picking up a bag full of Mr. Darcy's poop and turning back down the trail toward her house. And we better head back if we're going to get to Breeze on time. I knew her well enough to know that it was time to drop the subject and followed her. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. A little while later, Gemma dumped a large bag of white bedsheets onto Bree's kitchen table. Thanks, guys, Bree said, giving us both a hug. It's costume time, Lana called as she came down the hall, dumping a bag full of makeup and gold glitter onto the kitchen table. Do we want to do our makeup first or after? 
after, I think, Bree said, pulling her array of vines and artificial flowers out of a kitchen cupboard. James emerged, along with a cloud of steam, from the guest bathroom at that moment. He gave us a shy wave and disappeared into Bree's room to get changed. Have you figured out a way to stay in Vancouver yet, Brooklyn? Lana asked, as Bree showed us how to braid the vines together for our crowns. She had a job interview yesterday, Gemma announced, so she might be staying. What? Lana asked. I haven't got anything figured out yet, I said, as I relayed what had happened at the interview. You'll get it, Bree said confidently. Lana and Gemma nodded emphatically. We'll see, I said. I appreciated their support, but felt like we were placing too many expectations on the situation, so I changed the subject. Lana, have you figured out a solution to your Aphrodite cleavage problem yet? Aphrodite problem? James asked as he came out of Bree's room and sat down next to her. Oh, I was really excited to be Aphrodite, the goddess of love, Lana told him. Then I googled her and discovered that she has at least one tit hanging out in every painting. Is that like required or? James went red, dropped his crown, and ducked under the table to retrieve it. Girl, if you don't want to expose your tit, don't expose your tit, Gemma said sagely. Yeah, there's no need for nudity, I said. But here's the thing, Lana insisted. Gemma, as Dionysus, has got the grape vines and stuff, so that makes it obvious that she's the god of wine. And partying and orgies. Gemma pretended to feed herself some fake grapes. Lana laughed and continued, And Bree, as Demeter, has that hunting bow, which apparently symbolizes that she's a virgin or something. I don't really get it, but I guess that's a thing. James is Poseidon, so he's got the trident, which is obviously really distinctive. Unless people think I'm Derek Zoolander, as a merman, James pointed out, emerging from under the table. True, but what a great alternative, Gemma said. And Brooklyn, you're Athena, Lana continued. So you've got your sword and shield because you're the goddess of war. And wisdom. Bree chimed in. And, most importantly, always winning, I added. How can you be the god of always winning? James asked, braiding his crown with a level of intricacy that was matched only by Bree. I dunno, it's just what it said on Wikipedia, Gemma responded. Athena's the goddess of strategic war, and if she's on your side, you can't lose because of her wisdom, I said proudly. We learned so much from Wikipedia, Gemma said fondly, rummaging through the flower bag for a few more grapevine leaves and fastening them to her crown. I took a classics course in first year on Greek mythology, actually, I said. But yeah, I learned a lot more from Wikipedia. Like what? Lana asked, attempting to copy Brie and sticking a gold leaf to her crown. It stuck to her finger instead, and she rubbed her hands together, furiously, trying to get rid of it. Like how Dionysus was a demigod, Gemma said, which means he was half-mortal and could therefore die. But Zeus had to make Dionysus an immortal god so that his wife, Hera, would stop attempting to murder him. Why did Hera want to kill Dionysus? 
James asked, as Bree placed her immaculate crown on her head and began examining the effect in the small mirror that hung at the bottom of the staircase. Because Zeus conceived him out of wedlock with a woman that he turned into a dove or something, Gemma explained, and Sohera wanted Dionysus out of the picture. Oh, wow, you do not want to mess with Hera. It's a shame no one wanted to be her, James said, putting a final flourish on his own crown. Okay, that's all very funny and everything, Lana said, accidentally pulling her crown out of shape as her sticky fingers clung to it. But back to my point. All of you guys have distinctive features, but Aphrodite, as the goddess of love, doesn't have a physical symbol. Like, her literal distinguishing feature is that she's naked all the time. You might just have to go naked then, Lan, I teased, taking the flower bag from Gemma and hunting through it for more golden pieces to add to my crown. Lana rolled her eyes. Seriously, what do I do? It depends on your level of commitment, Gemma said, in a falsely serious tone. Lana considered for a moment. I guess I could, she began, but she was interrupted by an exasperated Brie. Oh my god, just make your crown in the shape of a heart and add roses to it. Oh, the rest of us sighed in collective illumination. Ingenious, James said, clapping Brie on the back. Perhaps you should be the goddess of wisdom. Hey, I protested as Brie tossed Lana's tangled blob of a crown aside and began helping her fashion a new one. My phone buzzed. Assuming it was a text from Apollo, I whipped it out of my pocket eagerly, only to see that it was from Tyler. Hey, I saw that Jared's going to Luke's party tonight. I grimaced at the message. Jared had once been Tyler's best friend, but they had had a bit of a falling out in the last year or so. I never knew why. The only explanation Tyler ever gave me was that Jared was too obsessed with the gym and protein shakes, which in my view was a little bit harsh. Jared did like working out, but he wasn't, as far as I could tell, obsessed to the point that it made sense for Tyler to stop being friends with him. My phone buzzed again, and another message from Tyler glowed across the screen. Let's not tell Jared we split, winky face. Is that from Apollo? Gemma crooned. Nope, I said, tossing my phone to her. She scanned the messages, a look of distaste coming over her. Why does he want you to lie to Jared? What does it say? Lana asked. Gemma passed my phone to her, and she, Bree, and James leaned in to read it. Do you know what he's talking about, James? Lana demanded. No, James said. Maybe it's some kind of inside joke. I'm not really close friends with any of those guys. Ugh, I groaned, taking my phone back and typing a response. Why wouldn't we tell Jared that we split? I asked. Tyler responded immediately. Because it would be funny if someone else told him. There's nothing worse than being out of the loop. Do you understand why this is funny, James? I demanded, handing him my phone. James looked resignedly at the text. He'd hung around Bree, Lana, Gemma, and myself for long enough to know that we expected him to serve as an insight into the mind of all guys when we were mystified by the male brain. He gave me a bemused look. 
I don't know what kind of funny he's going for. This is definitely not ha-ha funny. Maybe he wants to get back together, Lana suggested. Everyone looked at me. Never going to happen, I said. Gemma nodded, but the other three looked less convinced. What are you going to say to him? Lana asked. Ugh, I don't know. I don't even want to text him back. Then don't, Bree suggested. Yeah, but first, Gemma said, make it clear that you're not going to go around lying to people for a bizarre joke that isn't even funny. Good point, I said, typing out a response. Well, I wrote, if Jared asks, I'm not going to lie, but if it doesn't come up, I'm not going to say anything. Tyler responded in three parts. The first said, just change the subject if he asks. The second said, it'll be funny. The third said, just do it. Why is he trying so hard to control what you say? Gemma asked. Until she said this, I hadn't been able to put my finger on why Tyler's messages were irritating me so much. I don't know, I said. It's annoying. Don't reply, Lana advised. And say whatever the fuck you want to tonight. I have nothing to say, I said. It's not like I'm going to prance around Luke's party telling everyone about our breakup. Maybe he's scared that she'll tell everyone about how he left you stranded in West Van in the middle of the night, Gemma suggested bitterly. I'm so sorry about that, Gem, I said. Stop apologizing, Brooklyn. I'm not mad at you, Gemma said. But if he tries to be all buddy-buddy with me tonight, I'm going to tell him that what he did was fucked up. Wait, what do you mean he left you stranded in West Van? Lana asked. Gemma relayed the story. What a douche! Guys, I said, cutting Lana off. I appreciate the support, but I really just want to have fun tonight. Talk to Tyler. Don't talk to Tyler. I do not care. I just want to get drunk and have fun with you all. No drama. I really did mean that, but obviously that's not what ended up happening. Thanks for listening to Confessions of a New Grad. If you want to find out what happens next, new episodes will be published every Saturday until the end of the season. I'm so happy to be able to provide this podcast to you for free during this difficult time. If you're enjoying the show, please tell your friends, give us five stars and write a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. To everyone who's already done that, Thank you so much. It helps a lot. Confessions of a New Grad is written, narrated, and produced by me, Greta Craig. Our story editor is Rebecca Montgomery, and she created all of the amazing artwork for the project as well. You can follow the show on Instagram at New Grad Podcast. Special thanks to all the amazing musicians who allowed us to use their songs in this production. You can find the soundtrack in our show notes.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.